0: Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash wondery.
1: Trigger warning. The following episode contains scenes of graphic violence, strong language, and suicide. Discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. Christmas episode... I know. Happy holidays. Best time of the year. Well, (laughs) someone disagreed. Yeah. My favorite time, Halloween. But you wouldn't think this episode actually we need to add in a trigger warning for mass shooting. Yeah. It's a little heavy at times for sure. Um, I had no idea that Killer Santa's were a thing until you sent me that link. Um, Yeah. They're a big thing. They are a big thing. I actually had a hard time picking like a case because there's so many. People get a little loony around the holidays. Seriously. And see, that's the thing. You, we were just talking about like favorite time of year, right? That's one of the reasons it's not my favorite time of year. Cause I personally feel really no, sad it's not during this time, time of year. year for a lot of people. Yeah. It absolutely causes anxiety. Oh, for sure. And that was so crazy to me. So I was thinking about like, I, I've always just thought that killer Santas were like something the media had like made up. You know what I mean? Um, Cause American horror story. I don't know if you've watched any of those seasons.
2: Yeah, but I don't know which, which season has a killer. So, there's a season with the killer Santa.
1: Oh, oh yeah. yes. Never mind. It's I, wild. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So there was the first. Um, so recently there's been one um, with American Horror Stories. I don't know if you've seen that spinoff at all. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Danny Trejo plays oh, Killer really? Santa. Oh, yeah. We, that's actually, crazy. That more, sounds scary. Yeah. It was more of a funny episode. I know that sounds horrible, but like you've got like um, Danny Trejo as Killer Santa. Yeah. And then he's killing influencers. Yeah. Oh. In <laughs> <And> their mansion. <laughs> okay. And they're doing anything for views and he's like wiping them out. Oh man. It is wild. Um, but then the more serious one was in season two in Asylum, the Unholy Night was the episode. That was what it was called.
0: That's oh, one man. you're thinking. Go of. back and watch
1: it. Yeah. With Blackbeard like, yes, as yes. what's his name? I can't even remember. Oh, no, don't anyway, quiz me on celebrities. I'm sorry, know. but the guy that played ba- Blackbeard in Parts of the Caribbean, he's he's Santa, and he his name is Lee Emerson, and he's allowed to escape the asylum, if you remember, one of the nuns. I've released this him, I'm pretty sure, and then he goes on this rampage, um, you know, mass oh, murdering people yes. mm-hmm. yeah. like in their own homes at like christmas eve or christmas right um so i was wondering i was like is lee emerson based off of anyone like that's kind of where i started this like Ooh. yeah too many people yeah well that, combo. it's crazy because like there's crimes that are similar to what he did but then for the most part i found things ended in like familicide and stuff oh no yeah.
2: that's sad that's isn't awful. that crazy
1: this time of year and like people dressing up like that and like doing that to their family We'll get into it. We will get into it. But
2: first, first let's the do wine. This. Yeah. Okay. So, there's nothing to be sad about this. This is the <laughs> ugly sweater. Um, it's a red blend. Again, we're so fancy. So it's fancy. 10.99. <laughs>
1: and <They're> affordable, <laughs> the very affordable. Very affordable. holiday season.
2: It was advertised to us as table wine. Correct. It literally says table wine. It's like, does that mean it's drinkable? Or, or do you suisable? just put it on your table? You set it on the table. Please <laughs> <decoration>. don't drink. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know what I thought I would do? Apparently, this is very accessible because it's on Amazon. I didn't know you could order I wine could on order.
1: Amazon. Um, we should have gotten an affiliate
2: link for Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's currently unavailable on Amazon. Oh, so it was oh. accessible maybe in a week. Um, they
1: sold out over Black sold Friday. <laughs> we sold
2: them out. Oh, man. Um, it's vegan. Oh. And it really is vegan. So was, I read some great comments and some great questions for this okay. week's research. Um, they can't answer how much alcohol content is in there. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's 14% Amazon.
1: <laughs> They're like, we
2: don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: that's and pretty good for wine, fourteen
2: percent. I I feel, I don't know. We'll see if we can make <laughs> make it. Um, and yeah, it has it has four to five stars. So I feel like that's pretty high end for eleven dollar wine. Yeah, for a screw top, it is a twist top. Yes, but we are getting fancy this week. Thanks for bringing our friend,
1: the aerator. aerator. My auntie Sarah sent us a video that we will never share. (laughs) She was schooling us on on our wine usage, and she said we needed to get an aerator, so or a
2: decanter, a decanter. Yeah, tell me about this. I read about this. You don't need a decanter because it aerates the wine. So be careful when you pour because I know it gets all swirly in here. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's how it gets aerated. Cool. So here's a pour. I
1: know it's. I'm like trying to aim. Scared.
2: So see how like. It's like swirling around in there. That is crazy. Super cool. And look at the
1: little bubbles. <laughs> I'm going to keep my laptop away from it, though. This
2: opens up the bouquet, Oh, which means that like you can smell it and you can taste it when the air like mixes with the wine.
1: I'm sure this has quite the bouquet.
2: That Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it does. <laughs> Give me a splash here. That's fair. All right.
1: Well We're fancy. Here We're you go. very fancy. You, know, I,
2: you don't have to swirl swirl. Oh.
1: Cheers. cheers. You know, it's not bad. It's, it's not just great. plain.
2: It's just mm. like not, it's it's not very strong. And that's probably not the right way mm. to describe it. Um, so tell me about how your friend told me about the legs of the wine. Like oh, we the, do the legs. Swirl. Yeah, the swirl. Um, because that like actually is relevant here. And then like when you do your swirl, if it mm. like goes down the glass, you can. I know it's hard for us to yeah. even see them. Oh,
1: I see them there. If but if it has like,
2: was it thick long legs? legs? Long legs, long yeah. thick legs. It's like a little bit heavier bodied. Mm. It's a little bit stronger tasting, basically. Mm. Um, but you can like again. This kind of tastes like fermented grape juice, which we yeah. know it is. But I mean, it's not like wine. Like no, like yeah. a really strong cab salve. So yeah.
1: I don't think I would. I don't would know. not serve well, this. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun. So I, I put it on my table.
2: to look at, to drink, I plead the fifth. Worth a shot. (laughs) I know.
1: Right. It was themed. It was proper themed. Okay. That
2: concludes today's research on wine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now back to my research. Okay. Um, Okay. So, and yes, so I didn't realize, or maybe I did. And it's just been like years because I haven't looked at the John Ramsey case in yeah. forever. Um, but I had no idea that the most infamous Christmas Day murder had suspected like a Santa at first as the killer.
2: Really? I thought it, they had sus- I didn't know that. I was in my mind, I always think they opened their house up to like the public, so
1: could be anybody. Yeah, and their but, daughter was like out doing toddlers and tierras before toddlers and yes, tierras was even doing a the pageant saint. circuit. So yeah. So I feel like everyone in North America and um, possibly in the world knows who JonBenet Ramsey is, but just in case you don't, um, on Christmas day, I believe in nineteen ninety-two, I, I want to say, yeah. Remember as a little. Yeah. Me too. Um, she was a six year old girl who was found strangled in her family basement. Um, so it's still unsolved. No one knows who did this crime, um, to this day. Um, but the Ramseys did claim in a book that they wrote Death of Innocence, the Untold... I'm sorry, it's a mouthful. Let me read it again. Death of in, Innocence, the Untold Story of John Binet's Murder and How Its Exploitation Compromised the Pursuit of truth. truth. It's a huge title. That was the whole title? That's the whole title of the book they wrote. I thought we were like subtitles and like description. Okay, That's so... The title. Well, um, but they said that they believe that one of the suspects in their daughter's murder was Bill McReynolds. Now Bill, Santa? yes, he had come to their home annually for about three years at that point, portraying Santa Claus at the Christmas party. Cause they always had a Christmas party right. every year. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So that two days before John JonBenet was found murdered in her home, he had been Santa at the party. Oh, and reportedly he had said some people overheard that he, Santa was bringing her a special gift on Christmas. So Ooh, a lot of weird. people thought, well, um, yeah.
2: So a lot but of yeah. no, like without like her dying, that'd be a normal thing for Santa to say.
1: Mm-hmm. That's normal. Exactly. And, um, What's interesting is the police actually ruled him out as a suspect like super early on. Okay. But mind you, the police botched this case. Yeah. Like they're very openly like police that were on call that day. It was rough. Like (laughs) allowing her father to go downstairs and even pick up her body and take her upstairs. You've destroyed all your evidence. So obviously no one's even going to be like arrested for this crime. But okay. Um, But they were actually more interested in Bill's wife as a suspect than him. I Mrs. Know. Claus? Mrs. Claus. And she would. She would portray Mrs. Claus as well. Isn't that wild? Oh, no. Yeah, you guessed it like right on the nog. So um, according to his wife, um, she had actually like wrote a play um, Janet had about a little girl who was abducted and molested and found dead in her basement. She wrote a play? She wrote a play about this. So Before. He, before. Oh no. So it seems super like similar um, to John Bene. Like and she was a pageant queen like Yeah. No. Yeah. Um so apparently this was supposedly about that case from the nineteen sixties of Sylvia Likens in Indiana. If you remember that girl that was there's a whole movie about it there, she was tortured to death by her family members in the basement. Oh no. You don't know that but, no. who, but I feel like who was there's a whole movie about it. You would know it's like an American crime or something is what the movie okay. is called. I'm going to I'm gonna have to look it up. You're going to have to look it up. Yeah. But they I'm thought sure it was about that. Um, and according to Janet, um, after he died, Bill died, um, she said that his involvement with the JonBenet Ramsey case was the greatest trial of his life. I'm like, it's also like probably the greatest trial for like people that lost John Benet. Although it is hard because the Ramseys to me seem pretty suspicious. But anyways, in 1992, he was portraying Santa Claus. Yeah, it must've been in 1992. So, oh uh, no, in 1992, he started portraying Santa Claus. So maybe it was like, like a little 95? bit. Yeah. Um, and she said he really took that role as his life goal. He loved being Santa. He loved little children. And when the Ramsey case the Ramsey crates destroyed that career and it just devastated him. He loved that little girl. It was a very sad thing in his life because he genuinely loved children and it was the happiest part of his life.
2: Oh, it's really super sad if he's not actually, like, a suspect. Cause yeah. Because, yeah, you can't be, like, a murder suspect and then go around in
1: your Santa costume. like Yeah, he had kids. to give that up. And they actually had to move from Colorado, too. Because, obviously... Oh, everyone knows him. Oh, yeah. And, like, if you're... Sus- I mean, so many people were suspected in this case. But uh, if you've been suspected of something like that, you don't really get to, like... It doesn't really go away, ever. N-
2: no, never. And it's... I was going to say, it's even high profile now still because it's unsolved. So...
1: Yeah, people still bring it up like yeah. we are right now. I was yeah. like, honestly, I was like, how are we supposed to do a Christmas episode and not talk about John Bonnet? Mm-hmm. I get asked all the time to talk mm-hmm. about John Bonet on TikTok. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But so many people have gone over it. It's so hard to find because anything it's unsolved. new. Yeah, yeah, but there's so much to, like, take in. Yeah, and to that point, like... Um, personally, like I'll always believe that it was someone within that house that did it cough, Burke cough, (laughs) but, (laughs) um, but yeah, that's just my own personal take on it. Do you have any like theories on that? Well, I am a little bit behind.
2: So before I'm just going to lay that out there. So like correct all the incorrect statements.
1: I honestly, what's I've the situation with her brother? So from what I understand so far, although, because I also mind- agree that it was like someone close to the family. Mm-hmm. This wasn't just
2: like happening by a stranger situation. Like there's just too many things that lead to like, okay, cover up. Okay. Someone new, someone close.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so. full disclaimer here right now, I am not looking at my notes at all. I haven't researched John in like a while, but from what I remember from what I had researched and watched a few years ago. Yeah. Um, she had had pineapple in her stomach. They thought for a while right. Burke had been either jealous of her eating um, pineapple or something. And Burke also he was like super jealous of her because he didn't get the same treatment from his parents right. reportedly. Is all circumstantial, right? Sure. As um she was getting, but he'd done th- weird things like, like he would poop and like rub it all over her room and stuff. Like not yeah. normal jealousy types off her Mm -hmm. brother right Mm -hmm. um so then there's also the 911 call from Patsy and in the background you can kind of hear her say I don't want to lose both children oh really yeah but it's it's like in the background it's like if someone tells you to hear something do you know it's one of those things where it's like maybe she didn't say that but if someone but if somebody plants that seed in your head do you know what that's what what you all you hear yeah Yeah, um but just the weird stuff that he'd been doing to John Bonet, like beforehand that was what kind of solidified in my mind to me I was like if there was anyone in the house that did it, you know, I, I right. personally like, especially that rambling letter that obviously I feel Patsy wrote. That's this yeah, and is that's all why my I opinion. was like, it's a
2: cover up, but be, like, who are they protecting? Like they already lost one kid. Bert, and like, yeah, I mean, there was just, it's all just purely circumstantial, like from, and my, then I'm pretty mine.
1: sure the sexual assault evidence, I'm pretty sure it's just that she had male DNA in her panties. I think that was like all the evidence that was there. I, I correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. Cause I haven't looked at this in a second, but that DNA was also proven like, that could have been from the manufacturer like contamination that could have been, yeah it wasn't yeah. just like it wasn't sperm you know what I mean right. it was like yeah transfer s- something. exactly mm-hmm. so that's just from what I remember but I haven't done a deep dive in on her and years so I would have to like go back and look at it I will say what's really interesting I did get a message from someone on TikTok asking me to please not talk about the Ramsey case really and they said they they said they were friends with Burke and he didn't want his name attached to this at all anymore
2: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, like, if if you didn't do it, you don't want your name attached to it. You don't want your name, like, yeah. dragged through it. Or if, and you, if you did, did do, do it, it, you definitely you don't, don't want, want your, your name, name attached. attached to
1: it. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's gotta be hard that it's not solved. Yeah. No one's been convicted. And I'm like, are you really, because I get messages all the time of like, oh, those are my, like, relatives. And sometimes I'm like, I realize, like, oh, yes, that is actually, you know? Sure. And then like, we chat and, like, what have you. And normally people are, like, so awesome and are really excited that, like, the the case is still being spoken about. But, like, yeah I just I don't know for sure that there's like Mm -hmm. so
2: much contamination and so much like mishandling of the case that at this point like it may never actually be it's not that it won't be solved Mm -hmm. but it may not be like be tried yeah so
1: yeah crazy okay so um yeah, we're going to move on to another story. I didn't know story. that a Santa was a
2: suspect. Back to, I, didn't back to Santa.
1: I didn't either. I didn't either. I read um, that one of the articles you sent me. It was like huh. she, she was just like. Apparently it, she was a, the article. Well, she was a little blurb in it too, you know. And I was just like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, oh, so man. yeah, that's what Ooh. I've got on, on JonBenet for this one. Um, so on to our next little story here. Um, it was love at first sight when Joseph Ortega saw Alicia outside of her family home she was 17 at the time and her parents had to give her permission because Joe was like 10 years oh. older than her. Yeah. Ooh. So it's a little, Ooh. I mean, nowadays we're like, uh, but it was like back in the day, you know, sure, so. we were just more trusting, more trusting. And I feel like it was more socially acceptable for older men to date younger girls. At sure. least, at least the, like the goal was to get married. The goal is to like start a family. Yeah. yeah. At least it's not like Elvis and Priscilla, like 14 and oh, 24. <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, So the couple soon actually married and moved to Los Angeles and started their own paint company, Industrial Powder Coating Incorporated. Oh, cool. Yeah. They had five children together. All were extremely polite and a joy to be around. According to the neighbors, the Ortega children always would greet you with a warm hello and a kiss on the cheek. So super awesome children. Yeah. And everyone would credit it to Joe and Alicia and how they raised their kids. By Christmas Eve of 2008, they were having their annual Christmas Eve party. Alicia was now 70, and Joseph was 80. By this time, 53 53 years of marriage had passed between them. Wow. Together a long time. Those five children, now adults, married, had brought their own children to the party. There were about 25 people in attendance that night, and around 11.30 p.m., things are kind of starting to wind down. They've had dinner, right? Majority of the grandchildren are outside in the backyard playing and hanging out by the backyard pool. Adults were gathered around a table playing a game of Texas Hold'em. They love Texas Hold'em, this family. (laughs) When one of the grandchildren, 8-year-old Katrina, spotted a familiar face outside. She ran to answer the door and revealed a man dressed as Santa Claus, holding a nicely wrapped gift. According to witnesses, Katrina yelled, Santa Claus! Oh, my. Santa swept her up, then put her down and immediately shot her in the face. (gasps) Yeah. The party dissolved what? into mayhem. That's, yeah, was not expecting that. No, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, as um, friends and family were grabbing their children. my God, like, scatter. Yes, wedding, run. Um, the Ortegas and three of their daughters dove under the table that they'd just been playing cards at. Horrific. Their two sons were wounded, but one of them, Charles Ortega, was able to shout, it's Bruce before he was shot and killed bruce 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 pardo was sylvia ortega's estranged newly ex-husband at the time of the covina massacre oh my god i know it has a name and everything it was that like horrific um they had and this was crazy to me because i'd never heard of this no i was like what the hell Uh -uh. so they had just finalized their divorce only a week before he slayed her family bruce who we will come to know as an extremely frugal piece of shit asshole isn't that partly his family too though like there's his like his blood that was his there niece too. he swept yeah, up and yeah. then put on the can you imagine doing right. that to a child like and you're dressed as santa as santa on christmas eve oh like it's, it's so horrific horrific yeah um So an example of this man's stinginess in his past life, because of course he had a past, right, Mm -hmm. Um, was the first um, engagement he had to a woman named Delia. I believe that's how to pronounce her name. Look at how it's spelled. and Tell me if I'm right or wrong. I think Delia. Okay. Um, So Bruce was a whiz with numbers, and after graduating with a computer science degree, he began a career in software engineering. Um, And at 24, in 1988, he had become engaged to his fellow employee, Delia. At this point in time, though, he wasn't, financially well off at all and was still living with his mom okay well he just got out of school I know but like number one like girl why are we with him like I'm not saying it's money but I'm like so why are we getting married sure don't Mm -hmm. get married yet so you're ready like there's no rush continue to date build up what you need and then then get married I don't don't know Eh, I don't know it's now what
2: year is this 1988 okay so I don't know Mm. 32 years ago 33 years ago
1: yeah Mm. still
2: yeah um people could be self-sufficient 33 years ago <laughs> I know. i'm know.
1: i like i don't know i mean love is love so whatever um anyways due to this delia agrees to pay for everything having to do with the wedding oh no that, okay now game changer. <laughs> yeah, don't get married I, don't you know it's, share the expense yeah and um i'm wondering too like where is this money going from this job that should be paying him rather well right he's a computer software engineer like right that sounds like a decent job yeah anyways so June 17th, 1989 rolls around. It's the big wedding day, right? Daniel's at the church getting ready. I Bru- don't like
2: surprises.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like your last surprise. It was a great. Okay. <laughs> and Bruce never fucking shows up to his wedding what he's a piece of shit yeah yeah that's bullshit um so he wouldn't turn up until a week later when delia discovered he'd used three thousand dollars from their joint checking account which she'd already gone broke over this fucking wedding (laughs) so he's using this and he took his he took a trip to palm springs florida he just went on his own honeymoon (laughs) he was like don't need to get married see ya (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, no. Left
1: her to deal with the wedding day, canceling everything, the expenses. How horrifying
2: all... and embarrassing. Oh. She left, like, stuck at the altar. With,
1: but, I mean, thank God she didn't wedding. marry him because, obviously, no. he's a piece of shit. Yeah, clearly. <sighs> the next somewhat stable relationship that he was in was with a woman named Eleanor. Um, He had a son with her named Matthew. Matthew was just 13 months old on New Year's Day. When Eleanor went out, she had to rent them errands, leaving her child with her his father. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, When she returned, she found Bruce in a catatonic state, her son unresponsive in his arms. Oh, my God. Did he try to kill himself? like, both? So, he wasn't doing anything, which is, like, super suspicious to me. It's like, why the fuck aren't you doing, like, CPR and stuff? Because this is what Bruce says, and this is according to Bruce. Now that we know his future, well, even before knowing his future, this seems really weird to me, and I don't know why the police weren't investigating this. because. Bruce said he had gotten sucked into watching television. And during that time, somehow, his 13-month-old son, so just a year and a month old, had made his way into the backyard and fallen into the backyard pool. Uh, where do they live? LA? Yeah. No,
2: I mean, you have to watch children around pools. Like, it could happen fast, but... But
1: you were he was inside. I don't understand how he made his way outside. Right, and yeah, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. That how would that happen any, it's suspicious
2: it's suspicious like
1: yeah so it could happen it, it
2: may have happened but like yeah it's suspicious
1: i do understand that like there is a large percentage of people whose children like accidentally fall in the pool mm-hmm. god companies make millions off it every mm-hmm. year with those advertisements you know of like drowning may, yeah Absolute make sure you, you watch your pool but just in case you don't here's a gate you know yeah, like there's an alarm yeah mm-hmm. um but i just don't believe this story at all especially since at first bruce is like super attentive in the hospital he's like there for his son until he finds out that his son has severe brain damage from this event and is going to be a paraplegic for the rest of his life no bruce abandons his family wow piece of shit child live yep matthew lived oh my gosh Mm -hmm yeah but his father would never see that. yeah how horrible and yeah that's so suspicious and negligent yeah and to just like leave and he left her with like all the medical bills like everything else Mm -hmm. so she would eventually i think she like sued him for it or something she got like it was ridiculous like how little money she got for this whole situation because it's like obviously your son's expenses are are huge right now yeah (sighs) so so tragic oh awful And it's his fault and he just left. Like that's wild to me. Yeah. So Bruce moves on and is introduced um, to a, by a coworker to Sylvia Ortega, who's the daughter of Alicia and Joseph. We were talking about earlier. Um, They purchased a half a million dollar home together in Montrose, California. I don't know how he's even like marketable at this point where they're like, you left
2: girl one standing at the altar. You left like girl two, like in total, like
1: wreckage. Well, we'll get into that, but Sylvia Why has, is anyone introducing you to anybody? Sylvia doesn't know about any of this. Well, clearly, cuz who would sign clearly. up for this? <laughs> clearly. Especially since like Sylvia's family was very much into like family. Like yeah, they were very yeah, much they're... family people, like that home that is having this horrible oh. situation unravel in for that Christmas Eve party that had been in their family for 27 years. Yeah, so they're like a big together, together family. family. Yep. Yeah, so I don't this I'm so sad she got wrapped up into this man. Um and they were very active in their church as well. But as usual, trouble seemed to start brewing in Bruce's life again. Mm-hmm. So it follows him. Yes. Sylvia had brought about three children into the marriage from previous marriages relationships. Okay. Bruce was very controlling with the family finances. And even though he'd married Sylvia, which to me in my mind says, oh, they're your children too. And he didn't see it that way. So Sylvia wanted um, a joint bank account, but Bruce didn't. Because he didn't want his money spent on her children, like as if they're two separate entities and didn't get married. No. So he's not only a deadbeat dad to his biological son, but to his stepchildren who are living in his house as well. Um, But you see Sylvia knew nothing about Matthew or about Eleanor. How scary. Yeah. And he kept throwing Sylvia's own children in her face about how she couldn't have control to any of the finances in the family home. And he's got like his own shit to deal with. Well, he told her he hadn't brought any children into this marriage. So this is all her. It's all her. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, But Bruce's mother, Nancy, loved Sylvia. And soon she felt like she had to tell her about Matthew. Um, Yeah. Someone speak up. Yeah. And unfortunately, Sylvia would find out that he wanted nothing to do with his son, which is horrible enough. but still even not seeing him for this many years, he was declaring him on his taxes as a dependent. No way. Yeah, way.
2: So tax fraud (laughs) and (sighs) just the audacity of like claiming him on your taxes, but you can't claim him in real life to to support him.
1: And then also throwing your wife's children into her face and being like, you can't have access to the money because like you did this. And it's like, you're scamming like the IRS (laughs) (laughs) with your son that you don't even see. So this was the straw that would break their marriages back. Sylvia soon filed for divorce in 2008, and Nancy would actually sit on Sylvia's side of the courtroom during the proceedings. Yeah. So by June of that same year, Bruce had started purchasing guns for his rampage that would happen six months later.
2: Oh, my God. The premeditation.
1: Yeah. Because of California law, he would have to wait 30 days in between gun purchases, and he did to the exact day, (gasps) some months. Oh, my God. It's so creepy. He would also put in an order for a $300 custom made Santa suit. See, Bruce was a big guy, about six foot four, 270 pounds. However, he also had special requested extra room in the suit. Oh uh, no, he's packing. That's so horrible. It was to hide the five guns that he would bring to the Ortega family house on Christmas Eve. He would also purchase a round trip flight to Iowa to visit his friend Steve, which would depart. Steve didn't know anything about this, just to put that disclaimer. Um, It would depart at 12.20 a.m. on Christmas Day, middle of the night, a flight he would never make. So this was heavily planned. Mm -hmm. Joseph, Alicia, and their three daughters were hiding under the table that they had been playing Texas Hold'em at moments before Bruce had entered dressed as Santa. After shooting eight-year-old Katrina, his own niece, in the face before continuing on his rampage. Does she die? She, she does don't. not. <gasps> mm-hmm. So her mom, Leticia, who was hiding under the table with her parents, noticed her daughter was still breathing and ran to her oh my God, and fled the, God. the house with her, was able to call 911. That would save her life. Yeah, I was like, that's amazing. That saved her life. She would be the only Ortega sibling to survive the attack. Oh, my God. Everyone under the table, Joe, Alicia, Sylvia, and Alicia Jr. were shot execution style. Sylvia's brothers, Charles and Irma, were the two of the first killed, but according to survivors, bloodied, they fought Bruce until the end.
2: And, and he's so huge. So big. And, and he's are already a mission wounded. and
1: they're wounded and he's got like plenty of ammo. It sounded like Charles had been wounded as soon as like Katrina was shot. Like, cause she was shot kind of into the side in the tre- cheek, mm-hmm. they said. So I feel like part of that bullet like must've hit him from what I was reading of the, like the witness accounts and sure. he was already, you know, but to say that they got up and tried to fight um, their wives, Sherry and Teresa were murdered too. A 16 year old was shot in the back, but did survive. And 17-year-old Michael um, Ortiz, Alicia Jr.'s son, was killed not by gunshot. But that present that he had been carrying was actually a handmade flamethrower. What? I know. So he set the house on fire, that house that they'd had on their family for 27 oh. years. Michael had been upstairs playing video games, and he died of smoke inhalation. Oh, my God. hmm How many people died then? Nine. Was that? Yeah, nine? Nine people. Mm-hmm. Luckily a majority of they said like the reasons it wasn't more like it sounds horrible but that was like he could have really yeah. but a lot of people were outside in the backyard at the end of the evening but they think that made like the people in the front of the house like way more, more vulnerable. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bruce then fled the house dropping his glasses and Santa hat in the yard. He proceeded to drive 40 miles to his brother's house. He then stripped the Santa suit off his body, which he had, which actually had burned into his skin in certain areas and melted into Ooh. him. So he had third degree burns. Good. Good. Yeah. Fuck him. Yep. Mm-hmm. But somehow, even with those injuries, he was able to rig the Santa suit up in his car so that it would like detonate an explosive device if anyone touched it. His Santa suit explodes? Well, not the suit, but he was able to rig it up in the car, like connected to an explosive device so that if anyone touched oh. the suit, like a booby trap kind of thing. Okay, gotcha. Thankfully, the police somehow knew about this. They were able to safely detonate it when they arrived, but they wouldn't arrive for a minute. Yeah. Who would suspect that? That's no. That's crazy. I know. It's a twist. Yeah. Um, he then went into his brother's house and shot himself in the head. His brother would arrive home at 3 a.m. to find Bruce dead on his couch, still wearing his wedding ring. You imagine, dude, and I doubt like his brother, his knew brother
2: probably just came home from a Christmas party yeah,
1: and you're like, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Unclear if that was part of the original plan at all, because police would later find $17,000 strapped to Bruce's leg, the plane tickets to Iowa that were supposed to leave at midnight, along with maps to Canada and Mexico. So many, included. He had another plan. He was leaving. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people believe he planned on fleeing the country, but because of the third degree burns, felt like he wouldn't have been able to make it out. So he was a freaking coward. Yeah. He just killed himself because he didn't think he'd be able to flee. Yep. (sighs) It's it's like, it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. They found evidence supporting um, that he would have killed his own mother. Because she'd angered and embarrassed him for sitting on Sylvia's side of the divorce. It's like a week after his divorce. A week. Something. Yeah. yeah. It had just been finalized. Mm-hmm. Poor Sylvia was probably celebrating. And he, yeah, you're like, good riddance. Yeah. God. I just can't imagine like Charles saying, like, it's Bruce. And it's like, you would just. You like probably oh. couldn't even like grasp
2: like what the hell is happening. Because mm-hmm. he's in a scene as two and you're like, you're not supposed to be here and he's yeah. shooting people.
1: Yeah. Crazy. What scares me about this too, I didn't find any reports of like him being abusive. Like obviously he was emotionally abusive, obviously. But physically or anything yeah, leading up to that's that? Because so this so is spooky like an extreme me. jump. jump. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a snap, you know, but not a snap because he'd been planning it for six fucking months. <sighs> um, He'd also- Which hope- he
2: wouldn't have been divorced. I mean, he would have known he was going through a divorce, but like he was
1: planning it for yeah. six months. He wasn't even divorced yet. Yeah. He like hated them. Yeah. It's awful. It's awful. Very hateful man. Yeah. Um, he also hoped to kill Sylvia's divorce attorney, but didn't get the chance. The one surviving Ortega sibling, Letitia now runs her own blog called Letitia's Hope. To honor the nine members of her family murdered that evening. Oh my God, how horrible! And the holidays, like all tied in with it for her. Oh, it's like horrible. She shares her story along with her faith that she credits as to how she's been able to live her life joyfully after yeah. such a tragedy. She's a very joyful woman. Like,
2: it's be- amazing.
1: Her blog is beautiful. If you're still listening to me, like, go check out her blog. It's gorgeous. It has a purpose, um, and it's just amazing. It seems like she was still like celebrating Christmases with her daughter.
2: Yeah. Good for her for like carrying on and like carrying yeah. her family's
1: name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't want her to, and could you right. imagine how traumatizing like Christmas is just like such a prolonged event, you know, nowadays, like it oh, goes yeah, from November like, well, like to a middle month and a half. <laughs> yeah. So like to see that like everywhere it's, it's, it's something that she tried to like salvage it, you know, for her daughter. Um, very inspirational woman. So stopping on the Ortega family story, um, I feel like it's important to discuss what a hard time like this yeah. time of year can be for people. I know for myself, it's personally my least favorite time of year just because I get so sad and seasonal mm-hmm. depression is such a thing too. Cause like the sun's going down earlier <laughs> and everything. It's oh, it's horrible. Um, in fact, like this was something working at Disney, actually, um, they used to talk about an awful lot every year around this time because we're, we were all transplants, right? Yeah. So all the way from our families, you know, yeah, they would always remind us of our options for therapy that was within our medical plan and what we could do. So I'm definitely going to be provided providing resources in the description for like mental health, you know, in yeah, case and to care yourself. this month. Oh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about how this time of year, because it's supposed to be the happiest time of the year, and it's sure. like you're outside of the norm if you don't feel that way. But yeah, it's definitely something that I personally understand, and it, it does suck sometimes. And we also discussed um, a bit of like domestic violence, in a sense, in this episode. So if you're in a similar situation, or you know someone you know that ha- yeah. feels this way, I'm going to also link the National um, Domestic Violence Hotlines website Um, there's a hotline on there you can reach out to, but even more importantly, there's the, all of these steps on how to create a plan to leave. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's important because you want to be so safe about that because that is the most dangerous time for someone that's in an abusive relationship or family is when you decide to leave people uh, sometimes, you know, do crazy things like this. So, you know, just make sure you're safe. What a bummer to end on. (laughs) Uh, Like it's horrible. Um, but I mean, amazing that Leticia has been able to, yeah, continue I feel on. like that's like so hopeful. I
2: want to check out her blog.
1: Yeah. Do it because I just, she's very inspirational. I, I feel like her family would be so proud of her. Like, yeah, definitely. That, that just seems like she's carrying on their spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. not slowing her down. No, not that's at all. That's great. Yeah. What did you feel the wine on this mini episode?
2: Um, I give it like a six. Not my favorite. It's not horrible by any means no it's okay it's, it's festive so i get it like give it a try
1: yeah give it a shot when it's on amazon again mm-hmm. for me i think it goes this and then phantom was like my least favorite
2: <laughs> and have we rated anything less than a five i don't think i i haven't met a wine i don't like That's it true it's
1: wine it's so. wine.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's like five and up no um yeah it's okay yeah
1: all right well it's been our little mini episode happy holidays guys take care of yourself take care. yeah we'll see you next time Cheers.
0: Cheers. Ahora Media
1: Production.
0: Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be peaked New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.